our prayer for the Jonah series is this. Let us read and hear the prophet Jonah story with freshness and receptivity, opening our hearts to the possibility that in a story like this, the Spirit might quicken our hearts, challenge our assumptions, and awaken our holy imaginations. Last week, Reverend Jeremy led us into those deep waters that Don was talking about, alongside the anti-prophet, the ex-prophet, plummeting through the waters of chaos, descending into the inky, dark Mediterranean Sea. Have you had that sinking feeling? That's where we join Jonah. And it's curious to ponder his descent. What is Jonah experiencing while sinking? In some ways, is he not glad? There's no coming back from this mysterious descent into the unknown, into the netherworld, into the depths of the earth. He sinks and he plummets for three days and three nights, which quite likely in this ancient figure of speech described the distance to the underworld. He's destined for a mucky and murky demise. For Moses, it was Pharaoh's daughter who saved him from the brink of death. For Joseph, a slave trader pulled him from the pit. For Balaam, it's a donkey who speaks. For Elijah, it's ravens who feed him and sustain him when he is about to starve to death. For Jonah, but the Lord provided a large fish to swallow up Jonah. And shall we say it was a whale of a deal he couldn't resist? If we had a drum set on stage, we'd hear a ba-dum-bum-shh. Right there. Of course, I'm joking. He could not resist it. He got swept up. He could have never imagined this. What shall he do in response to this divine deliverance? Well, it's interesting that Israel's storytellers fill his mouth with Israel's prayer book. There's no less than 21 psalm fragments in this eight-verse prayer. So why fill Jonah's with 15% of Israel's prayer book. Quite likely to make a point that it isn't just this wild, incredible story of Jonah the prophet. This is the wild and incredible story of an ex-people, Israel. The people of God who were the apple of God's eye, who kept running away from their call, their Abrahamic promise. Remember, Yahweh has declared to this people, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. 2,500 years later, could this still be a message for us? A faithful people. It's All Saints Day. We've, we've sung of this journey of faith and favor and hope and growth. 
Yet for all sorts of reasons, we too find ourselves often on the run. As that hymn says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the one I love. And so we too are offered a whale of a deal today. And if I had a psalm to insert into Jonah's mouth during this prayer, it would be Psalm 139. Where can I flee from your presence? If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. No depth or darkness is enough to drown out the sound of Jonah's prayer. I'm going to read a few phrases of the prayer again, this time um, through the Hebrew Bible translation from Robert Alter. I called out from the straits to the Lord, and he answered me. From the belly of Sheol, I cried out. You heard my voice. You flung me into the deep in the heart of the sea, and the current came around me. All your breakers and waves streamed over me, and I thought, I am banished before your eyes. Yet again will I look on your holy temple. Water lapped about me to the neck. The deep came around me. Weeds were bound round my head. To the roots of the mountains I went down. The underworld's bolts against me forever. But you, but you, but you, you brought up my life from the pit. O Lord, my God. This is the climax of the prayer. Oozing alongside the innards of the fish, Jonah knows that he's being swept upward. And for those of us who've read ahead, we know that Jonah, in some ways, will not be as changed as we might hope that he had been changed. But for now, he is being saved. He who was deconverting and descending into the depths to a certain death is now reconverting, rebirthed to a new life. It truly is a rescue story. God's grace, kindness, and mercy swallows up Jonah. It sweeps him from death to life when he had no impulse or inclination to help himself. And in the weeks ahead, we'll hear of the new marching orders that Jonah gets. But for now, before the reboot, can we rest in this moment? Rest in this time of prayer with Jonah, where he is resting in the womb of God's grace. Resting in the womb of kindness and mercy. Many tellers of this story often talk about or joke about the stench of the digestive tract. But I've been imagining this past week, what would it be like to surrender to what Jonah was surrendering to? Being enfolded into the womb of mother fish. Letting ourselves being taken care of, rescued, swooped up, beholden to the power, the beauty, the strength, the patience of this sea mammal who is God's vehicle of salvation. Can we imagine ourselves resting in the womb of God's grace?
Henry Nouwen writes of resting in God's grace this way, when we come to hear the heartbeat of God in the intimacy of our prayer, we realize that God's heart embraces all the sufferings of the world. And we come to see through Jesus Christ that these burdens have become a light burden. And we are invited to carry this light burden with Christ. That's one image or way that we might journey and rest in the womb of God's grace. And another way for us to do that might be through a visual and also a meditation that I'm going to share a few words about. I think Evan's going to be able to post this sculpture. Jonah and the whale rebirth. Uh, This is also, if you went to go find the order of service this morning, you can find this image there. This is a sculpture uh, from 1937 and uh, I think currently resides in the Brooklyn Museum. A Lutheran minister that I was reading this week, Elizabeth Rawlings, meditates on this image and then also prays with Jonah. She writes, grace shines through. We realize that God is there. We realize that dark place that seems scary and awful is where God is meeting us. That fish's belly. That dark place we are in is a womb. A place in which we can rest and be fed by God's love. A place where we can heal. God catches us when we fall. When we jump overboard. When we abandon the ship of our terrible ideas. And God holds us, carrying us through the stormy sea. When we are safe, when we have passed through the storm, we are reborn, ready to face the world, ready to answer God's call. I invite you to pause for just 15 or 20 seconds And if you have that picture in front of you or if you close your eyes and imagine being in the womb of God's grace, allow yourself to surrender, to be reborn because of God's grace, mercy, and kindness that surrounds us today. And as we continue to make our way to the table of the Lord today, might we allow ourselves to be fed and healed by God's grace. Might we today, as we eat of the bread and drink of the cup and allow ourselves to be renewed by Christ, might we be reborn for the work that God again invites us to do in these days, in these weeks, in these pandemic days where every day is a challenge. 
might we be rescued and born anew, drawn close to the heart of our mothering and fathering God. And may we echo Jonah's prayer with a voice of thanksgiving, I'm worshiping you, O God, and I'll do what I promised I'd do. Deliverance belongs to the Lord.